Thank you for joining us on episode 11 of the Notorious Podcast. My name is Christiana Makut. I'll let my people introduce themselves. Raza, Abdul, Yeet King, Sly, Yoko. There's a silent one, please, Uncle. <laughs> yeah, and his name is Geek. The guy behind the computer is Geek. Uh, since we're doing first name basis, I'm Christy. And today we're going to be talking about COVID and also, I'm sure, you, I'm, I'm sure you're expecting this, we're also going to be talking about the recent conversations that have been going on concerning rape. Um, but we'll get to that much later. But I think we should start with what's, what seems to be, I don't even know which is more pressing. I don't think there's one over the other, but we'll start with COVID. COVID that's the reality we have in our hands now. So as at last check, we have 11,516 active cases in Nigeria. Uh, we have 300 and we've, we've had 323 deaths and we have 3,535 uh, cases of people who have recovered uh, and have been discharged. In Plateau State, we have 113. Now, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest enough to say I was surprised at that figure, but that's actually good news. My question, my first question to anyone is, how do you think? How well do you think, if we're being honest, we have handled this COVID situation? I mean, I still have conversations with people who tell me they don't believe it exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Not, sadly. yeah. So, so I mean, I think I'll just the, ask for the random question. I also think that the 113 figure is just the official figure from people that have been tested. Yes. I strongly believe we have more than that in Plateau State. Because you can't say the borders have been closed. There has been movement. Personally, I've sent things to Abuja. So <laughs> unless they are flying, even if they're I know flying that. <laughs> yeah, but if they're flying, we'll say, okay, they're in the air, so they're not meeting people. But I know that those things have arrived in Abuja. And I know that they were passenger vehicles. And so I know that there's movement back and forth, you know. So yeah. we can't say the borders are closed. We can't even say we're doing enough. I have, I think I have a friend who's coming in from Kaluna. He asked me if I'm in town. I said, no, I'm on my way Because I can't be honest and tell him I'm in Jos. From Kano, okay. From Kano. Are you guys here? I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> and he pushed me away. Then imagine how he feels like telling someone from Kano. Yeah. And that's why I told him I'm on my way to Abuja. And funny enough, he's going to listen to podcast so i just oh. asked myself right now so but the thing is i saw a report from a journalist that said um and interviewed a couple of people in rural areas and to shock you to know that like abdul said a lot of people say this covid is non-existent or it's just a rich man's sickness yeah. or it's something that the government has concocted so that they can use it to embezzle money so it's really i want to even shock you more that it's not even village people yeah I had this conversation with someone on Friday, or was it Saturday? We yeah. work in the same office, and he says he doesn't believe there's COVID. He doesn't believe that the numbers are as high as, even if there is, he doesn't believe that the numbers are as high. Um, he just thinks that we're padding Nigeria, not me. Mm-hmm. We're padding the numbers so that if there's a relief fund, like from any world organization, we'll also benefit from it. So if we cannot trust governments, then that's where the issue arises because anything the government says, people won't believe it. Yeah. And so there's like, it's not just about COVID-19, it's a long session of distrust, you know? But you know me, I find this really fun thing, um, I find it funny. It's um, weird that um, even the government be at the federal level wants to borrow money because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You are not the only one who... As coronavirus, there are countries that are worse hit. I think America, over 100,000 people have died. 
and you want relief funds from who? Like everybody has yeah. suffered the same thing, and you want relief funds. Why? Then um, about the borders being closed or open or not, it's clear for everyone to see from all the port junction, all those illegal motorbikes there. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like they're dead. <laughs> no, the, park, the motor parks, the gates are locked. But they are loading outside. outside yeah. So it's like an impression that we're not working, but then we're working. That's how Bepal was working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of yeah. which, speaking yeah. of it, that's one thing that hasn't changed though, which brings us to lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, are, are we really seeing any changes? I'll be, I'll be I'll be straight up about it. I left my house with a mask. God knows I didn't put it on my face. Yeah. But I was alone in you know in the keke I came mm. in, so I didn't feel the need to. And then coming in here, I have to we have to use the mic so it will be muffled sounds if i have a, a mask on but but that brings me to the issue of what can we do to convince people because i i keep saying this thing i think the problem is that we have so many we have such high cases of recovery that people i mean we've seen videos of people in uh, what's it called uh, people in the isolation centers basically having Please, a ball yeah, basically having a ball so the truth is not everybody and we keep hearing this a lot of people are asymptomatic asymptomatic some of them will probably never see a hospital yeah. you know that who was saying that was you doko he said you know how many people would have had this thing this period and possibly just recovered and didn't even know they ever had it so mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's why we're taking it lightly do you think that we can do more, for instance, with the hospitals that are treating these cases and have them put more severe, you know, videos out there showing people, showing them what it's like when this thing is severe? You know, in, in we, as a government in Nigeria, or I think Nigerians in general, we like to be secretive about even things that yeah. everybody should know. Yeah. Like, what, I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong in saying in... The isolation center is at Jute, or the treatment center mm. is at Jute. We're yeah. using words A, B, and C, or words 1, 2, and 3. And then we have this number of females, this number of males, yeah. this number of people have died, these are their ages. You know, if you are, the more you give out and from one communities, they yes, were picked yeah. up from. And, and even, yes, it was, it was, it was a Because that was an issue. Yeah, it was a problem. It was yeah. a problem to release what communities these people are from. If, for example, in just south or in just north, there's a higher percentage of, of um, positive results, people should know. Yeah, so but I, that, I seem to remember, sorry, I seem to remember them telling us places like, is it Rukuba? Yes, that was yeah, after. Yeah, after yeah, but that's, that, that gave rise to problems. After that, there was now a problem. The people from just north, those the areas, the yeah. saw it as them blacklisting exactly. their neighborhoods. Yeah. Wait, when did that happen? <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, I also seem to remember this, and I didn't listen to the program myself, mm. on um, on Samson O'Malley's show. Uh, I seem to was it Samson Omale or Yakubu? I think it was Yakubu. The governor being on air and saying something about David oh people King, are David yeah it was David King yeah. about something about oh people are even still coming to just to play golf. Yeah, <laughs> was I dreaming? The governor still goes to play golf. Yeah, yeah. I saw pictures of the governor playing, playing golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh Musa. Yeah, well, well, in fairness, golf is not a. Physical contact. Oh, but they were taking pictures. Yeah. The, the governor yeah. had never stepped his foot anywhere and people would not surround him. Yeah, That's course. the truth. Because there are people looking to take selfies. There are people who are looking to beg for money. There are people who just want to, to you know, say, I met the governor. So he can never go anywhere alone. People yeah. will surround him. Neither can Ahmed Musa go anywhere. Hello, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so it was Razako Abdul. Somebody was um, somebody mentioned the fact that he thinks 
our figures are probably even higher than what we have officially now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've, because remember when we had like what seven, eight hundred cases, and we were it was looking like it was going to get one thousand, mm-hmm. right? But it, it didn't. I mean, as soon as we started mass testing, we saw, we just saw the numbers just multiplying, yeah. turning I, I on their the, own. The, the, the numbers multiplying, I think, it had to do with. But also we had ramped up testing. Yes. Because I remember the mm-hmm. DG of the NCDC was always he he always stressed that he was always on, on TV mm-hmm. explaining that they're doing all they can to stop. So once they stay testing more, we, we found Obviously. naturally found yeah, more. Yeah, I, I think it's about the testing. Like it's a reflection of how much tests have been yeah, carried yeah, out yeah. than the real figures. Yeah, than the real figures Even of the ramped up yeah. test, I don't think it's, it's ramped up like that. The UK, for example, has, I think, a population of 60 million people and they do 100,000 tests every day. Hmm. I doubt that we do 2,000. Yeah, no, but but when I say that we've ramped up testing, I mean, compared to what we're doing before, what we're doing before, yeah, yeah, but of course not compared to places like Ghana or even... Also, also in, in, in Kano, there were Many numbers thrown around of 650 people have died, yeah. 300 people But the Kano government then, denied it. And they for, said but, it but is normal for them to have an um, increase in death rates and at a certain them? period every year. Wow. Yeah, that's what they said. That, uh, that the heat in Kano or something has something to do with increasing death rates. That people were exaggerating it because of the COVID pandemic. So was, they felt that... They didn't, you know, people were not dying of COVID. It was normal for them every year. They were giving us this strange disease story. Again, you see the problem with with, um, um, transparency. At first, it was strange disease. No, at first, it was denied. People were not dying. Then it was a strange disease. Then it was not COVID. Then later, they now said it was fasting. Fasting. I think later, they said malaria. What's that thing that the neck turns like? Meningitis. And... Then now we are saying is people die at that time. Yeah, they said it was normal. If 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 indeed people die at that time would be here, you could have simply pointed to a newspaper that said last year six fifty people died. But is it even normal? Like do you think that there's anything like normal increase in death rates that that should not freak people out? I I would understand never done anything. I would understand it. No, but even if like the government is aware that every year at a particular period people die in numbers is Why it have we normalized death like, like it doesn't send any shock they're not trying to stop it they're not trying they're not to, it as normal. <laughs> to even find out what causes it they just believe that okay imagine in plateau state now we say every february to april like a hundred thousand people die then we just sit down and like oh my god I mean, it's about to be february i mean i mean it would make more sense if you said we have more malaria related deaths this yeah, because, because then you know the cause you, you know have exactly investigated is, and you know. But yeah. then you're telling us that it's normal for people mm. to die around a particular period of time. So we have normalized death. Like it's like rainy season at Hamatan. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is rainy season. So yeah. we're going to enjoy yeah. the rain. <laughs> and then when it passes, it's dry season. So we're going to enjoy the heat. And you know the other problem that caused was if these people indeed were dying of COVID. People, they were burying them like normal people, and right? They said, they so, said they so that audio that autopsy, autopsy. Oh, autopsy. yeah, oral autopsy. Oral, 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 oral. Yeah, we have oral autopsy. Yeah. Oral autopsy. Oral autopsy. yeah. What like? No, so basically, what that means is that they ask people who live with you, or people symptoms. around you, oh. what were the symptoms, what what problems the person have, yeah. or whatever it was, but. I you think know? That's how the, but the, can you rely on that? Yeah. 
oral autopsy. Like, I think, asking. Yeah, asking around. Because no, but I think that one they said um, the neighbors somebody reported her. Yeah, the woman She went for wedding or something. There was a good level of snitching in parts yeah. of states. Like, <laughs> oh, well, that's a good thing. If you ask me, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good level. Whoever but thought snitching would be good. Back to your point where you're saying, what can we do? Yeah. Should do. I would like to, like, when we're talking about transparency, I think that's the major reason why a lot of people don't even believe that this, this exists in the first place. You were talking about US, the UK, China. You're seeing people in You've seen videos, you've seen pictures, the people that testify. We all, we all we hear are figures, all we see are figures. And then you ask someone, it's like, I don't know anybody that has died of this sickness. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. even know yeah. Yeah. Who, someone who knows someone that who has died of this sickness. So how do you begin to convince me that people actually have this sickness? So what is supposed to be a good thing exactly. now becomes yeah. a bad and, thing. And, and now they are now, now on unconfirmed reports that say that if you have malaria and you're down with malaria and you're running temperature and you have yeah, that's what you go to the hospital, you probably might test positive. For COVID, and that's yeah. why when you're giving chloroquine, it heals you for malaria, and then you go back for the test, and it comes out negative. But that that, that would mean I don't know, I'm not a doctor, mm. but that would mean that we are not doing the proper tests in Nigeria. That's what I assume. Yeah. Yeah. because it's it's possible. Mm-hmm. It, 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 we are not testing for COVID; we are just probably testing for symptoms. Yes. Yeah. See the see the case in Lagos now that lady went to the hospital and she went in and went to test for whatever was wrong with her, and they came and told her it was. It was um, COVID, and she was like, "No, she doesn't have COVID." How she wants it? Funny enough, <laughs> funny enough, she now knew a doctor that works in the hospital. He was telling her that back door. This is what they tell them that if people just come, she just wow. test them, and if they have symptoms, this they just record them yeah. as COVID COVID nineteen patients wow. without testing. No, with, after testing. Okay, they, they test you for they certain things. Thing. So once she comes back, yeah, and and that's why you, this transparency thing has as as as. Uh, trickle down to the point where even hospitals you can't trust them, you can't trust the government, you can't trust hospitals, you can't even trust um, health practitioners. Because how can I like look at this woman in Benue State? Uh, the index that one, case, that one, you know, that one was not an index case. They just you get so there are so many controversies. Well, I would say kidnap the woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And locked her somewhere for like yeah. almost two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, that's and ridiculous. That was, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. That, that's at least yeah. the last time she released that video. So there was no test, uh, or there were no treatments, nothing. Nothing. She just, and you, then they, they used to she her. just came back from the UK or something, so the they kidnapped oh. her as COVID patient. She went to the hospital, then she ran tests, and then when she went to get her test result, her cousin or somebody called her. Yeah, they are announcing you on TV, ah. that, and she had not even seen the test results. <laughs> wow. that, that's like the ridiculous but you see, that's thing another with, thing with that because report that was there's yeah. a lot of unprofessional um, conduct surrounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a mess. Awesome. The yeah. person's name and all. Yeah. God knows if it was me, I would have made a so, lot of money too. from the government. Yeah, so that's the truth because it, it's it's clear the laws back it. You don't disclose somebody's medical, yeah. especially with their names. Yes, you can use them as statistics, but that's just numbers. Mm-hmm. But by the time you have my name, my address, uh, my age, my everything, that is so unprofessional. Like, okay, so, so just in case you're just tuning in or just joining us, we're just having a chat on the Notorious Podcast, episode 11, talking about COVID. We'll very soon get into the issue of rape. Um, that That's, like, yeah, the feeling that's going to be what. But yeah, so I, I was, I was, I was watching the UK, uh, the advisor to the UK Prime Minister. The other day, he gave a press briefing, 
because he had taken a trip to go see his family, uh, I think his parents, yeah. because his son was sick. The, the big deal they made out of that thing, Bam, I, I was I, I, I was in shock. I was like, what are we doing? Look how seriously people take their lives, right? They're like, you can't be giving us one set of rules and be, li be living by another. I was thinking, if that had happened in Nigeria, what's the best we would have you gotten? You wouldn't even know that he traveled. Well, even if no, you, you, even if know, you know, you even know, if you know, know what do you want to? You would know, but it's normal. You, act, you expect that as a government um, official. official his role in life is to break the law. So when the guy <laughs> yeah, comes, yeah. you know, it's normal. I, I, mean, I mean, look at later. <laughs> it's a privilege. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, look at that late, you, for instance, later at Gary's funeral. Yeah, yeah. And people are proud. Ah, I get passed now, my guy running for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know kind of oh, yeah, speaking yeah. of passes, has anybody managed to get these plateau well, state passes? I tried it and I never no, got I a response. Um, yes, I, try, I tried it and I never got a response. and the... The channel I tried to communicate my, my grievances with. You already have beef. The guy, no, not really beef. The guy was taking a defensive side. First of all, um, you have to choose um, your departure point and then yeah, and your destination. Yeah. And there's no low cost in the whole of the thing. Oh. There's no rantia. Uh -uh. So, like, in, like, the whole of low cost is not there. So, no problem. I put down. Then um, at the end when you finish, it asks you to copy your, your like a reference number uh, and then um, use it to check when your yeah. pass has been approved. Yeah. And it collects your phone number. Saved. It collects your phone number. Doesn't collect your email. And I'm like, it's normal that when you fill a form online, you get an auto response. Mm -hmm. It starts like basic standard yeah. Yeah. of how these things work. You get an auto response like, okay, we've received your request and it's been processed. Maybe in 24 hours, 6 hours, or whatever, you should yeah. have a response. That wasn't done, no problem. Then the pass was approved. Uh, how did I know? Somebody called me. and like, hey, how far? Your pass has been approved. Um, where are you? I said, okay, I'm, I live in Locust. And he said, okay, where are you going? Because I was going to buy gas. Where are you going to get the gas? I said, on, on Dunkard Valley. He said, ah, I'm in town, and I wanted to interview you. Then I'm like, hmm? okay, we can meet maybe at the... Maybe he just interview? wanted to do an interview for how the process okay, was. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know, but it seemed like he told me he works for the COVID something, something, something for Plateau State. Yeah. So um, um, I said, well, um, I made a mistake. I didn't save the, the, reference, the number. reference number. So I don't know how to get back to my past. He's not like, okay, he WhatsApp it to me. And then um, I didn't hear from him. I sent him a text. Mm. I didn't hear a response. Maybe because he was not going to get his interview. interview. Mm. It didn't matter to him. So the next time I needed one, I, I did the same thing. And then I took a screenshot of that final page. Where And then the next day in the morning, apparently, all um, passes are approved. If you apply How long today. did it take for them to get back to you? They didn't get back to you. Okay, the other one, the one the guy called, called me in the morning. Then um, apparently what they do is is like bulk processing. Yeah. So all the applications today are granted for use tomorrow. Yeah. So um, you'd have to check in the morning. And another flaw is um, they don't ask you at like at what time do you want to go out. So they just allocate a time to exactly. They, just, they, they, they uh, say it's how many hours? Twelve hours, I think, hour. or is one hour. One hour? Yes. I remember seeing six hours at least. It's one hour. So oh. it's, you, know, you get like, maybe according to um, 
when you yours is approved, I don't know. But I got between eight o'clock and nine eight AM and nine AM and I saw it at like eleven. Because there's no emails, there's no text, there's nothing. So but I still went out with it and it worked. So imagine imagine you had to go to the bank. Has anybody seen a bank lately? Wow. <laughs> Imagine you had to go to the bank. GTV I mean, how am I going markets, to do, like, how, am do, how am I going to do that crowd in one hour and get oh, it done in one hour? It's, it's, Honestly, uh, GTV is worse than Ahmad Bellowe on the Sunday market. I thought that was a GTV now, two days, two days ago. Me, yeah, and for me, yeah, that's why I see this whole lockdown and. Yes, and the flow is is counterproductive. No, because you now keep people for how many days and let them out. So what what in, in, what um, happens in effect is is you go out, contact the people, give it time to incubate. Yes, and go back and share. Yes, and then come back and get a We have to we have to deal with the reality. I I suspect that at some point we were easing the lockdown slowly, right? So and my suspicion is that some point sooner or later, most likely sooner. We're going to just lift the lockdown yeah. altogether. Shout out to the Jerry Doubles. What does <laughs> so so what does that even mean? What does that mean? I mean, do you stop. think that's a good idea or a bad idea? Just lift lockdown and leave everybody to their to their uh, foolishness or to their at wisdom. this point, that instead of what we're doing, instead of what we're doing, is the best. Like if, if, if from the beginning, if we had, if for example, from the beginning, the whole country had two weeks lockdown, yeah, it would have worked. But um, for example, they had um, two weeks lockdown in Abuja, Lagos, and I think Ogun State. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Abuja ran to Jos. Ran to Jos. And even in that period, Abuja was not really locked down. Yeah. So some would go in and out, and you're a big boy, you probably have um, spy number plates or your old have, privilege. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you spray your old privilege and you're fasting and you say, Ah, Oga, anything for the boys. You have your That's black card, tinted card, you just pass your own for the guys, Papa, you pass. <laughs> so if, if indeed, from the beginning, if we, if we actually locked down, Honestly and strictly. Those two weeks. Because, I mean, they said after two weeks, you either die or you are healed. I mean. So, if, if, if in those two weeks, we lost the people we're going to lose. And can, then, can you imagine? <laughs> they have like sacrifice. <laughs> it's better than, than what we are in now. But at the point we are, we are at now, there is, there is, it's just better for us to just... Just, just yes. everybody's point is a reality. Yeah. Bro, people Let the best in system win. For people to keep because, social distance, wear because, a face mask, wash your hands. Which brings me to my next question. Because I think I'll ask everyone. On a scale of 1 to 10, how well do you think the average person, and I'm not talking about the person in the village, I'm not talking about how well do you think the average person in Plateau State has handled this thing so far? Let's, if we're being real. I'll say 3 because it means it. And the question again comes back to why? You know, it comes back to why. Because if if we've all agreed that very soon they're going to lift this lockdown altogether, it means what does I mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that they're going to just leave, basically leave us to our fate. Yeah. All man for himself, you know. Let God for all of us. May, may the best immune system win. <laughs> I I don't know. Do you see us handling that well when we're talking about it? I mean, I think even culture is even our culture is working against us. Think about it when people die. This Geswa culture, yeah, 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 you yes. know, for but, me that's one of like the scariest things. Yes, even our culture is working against us. But um, learning should never end. Yeah. And um, the, 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 the the truth is just we don't have enough information, and we are not doing enough. We are just copying what people are doing elsewhere. 
Yeah. So other countries locked down as well. Niger. And that's the one that cost the government the least. So, I mean, in South Korea, they use technology and they said that one in Nigeria, we cannot use But Kogi is using an app as well. <laughs> 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 to go there. No, I'm serious. I have a lot. They're using an app and until, I think last week so was when they found app? their first yes, case. And it was thanks to the app. Tell us now, <laughs> the no, but is what does the app the COVID do? App. I think I, when I asked around, apparently people are supposed to I don't understand. I'm supposed to go on the app and say I have COVID. Oh, you're from Kogi. That's inside information. I know the ICT, the ICT um, um, space in Kogi is different. Yeah. Oh boy. Yes. It's like a dome. You yes. Yeah. 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 That's the privilege. Exactly. That's what they use. They're not 5G. That's the 10G. So yeah, it's still the notorious podcast. Um, still just having a chat with Idoko, Razak, Abdul, Yitkim, Sly, and Kik is not talking, but he's there. He's doing things. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing things. Um, yes. Yeah, so mo- I, do you think it's safe for us to move on? Unless there's yeah, any, any, we, we can't finish this topic today. Okay. But um, there's sorry, COVID yeah. related in in um, in um, in Germany now. The, the football is back. Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, the stadiums are empty. The players have to sit, or those on the bench have to sit, sit yeah, spaced out. But they go on to the pitch and they tackle each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's another thing we didn't but talk about. Businesses are losing yeah. money. Yeah, that's something else we haven't spoken about. They, they, Businesses. Everybody is losing money. In 10 years' time, in 10 years time they will still this. be measuring the economic impact of this thing. Yeah. Because it has never happened in the world that uh, in the whole world Everything is suffering from one world thing. World. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, it has to. We've no, had, in the past, we've had, yes. Spanish flu. We've had cases. No, but we're not airlines. It's just that that time they didn't have the ICT we have. They don't have the internet. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, but it was pretty bad. This is across the global economic crisis. Okay, but but some, some sectors survive. Yeah. Mm. Some sectors survive. The financial and, crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And then countries that are not so, like, how do I put it? Countries that are not so plugged into, like, or interconnected with the rest of the world don't do so much international business. Like Nigeria, for example. Yeah. It didn't do us really bad. Yeah. Maybe with our currency loss mm. value and stuff like that. But, you can easily uh, recover from... Yes. That's, that's the same delay that we had with COVID coming into Africa. We don't travel that much. We are not like interwoven with the rest of the world. I mean, Europe. Yeah, in Europe, you just in take Europe, a train mm-hmm. and you train, you drive, yeah. Yeah. you drive into like every territory. Yeah, like you, you understand? So it's um, the the they can they, nobody can measure the impact of. So you you probably do like aviation in Africa, agriculture in Africa. Yeah, for each sector. Aviation, aviation in Europe, yeah. agriculture in Europe, hospitality in Europe, mm-hmm. and then you do like in different sectors because think of even. Even mama that sells pepe. Of course. When she buys her pepe now, if she doesn't send in Plateau State, if she don't send it on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, so it's over. Yeah. What will happen? She'll, she'll have, have to preserve. She'll How? have to preserve. No, she'll but have to use fresh it. pepe again. Yeah, yeah of course it won't. Yeah, of course yeah. it won't. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, on the flip side, on the flip side, and well, those mamas that sell like mangoes at this time of the year, yeah, like, it's their boom period. And, yeah. Um, like, I think I think no, we're not we'll really convinced. We should move on. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but, but yes. just before we just before we close it, school owners, 
the schools have been shut since like March, at the end of March. But we're still paying school fees. Let's not go there. That's for taxi WhatsApp. Yeah, let's not go there. That's the topic we're not going to finish. Let's not go there. No, no, no. But since you have it, how's that coming along for you? Oh my God. I, I don't think we're going to finish this because <laughs> if I just start <laughs> lamenting, I'm I, sure for those of you who follow me on Twitter, on Twitter like I, on a daily basis, I am ranting about something that has happened. I have to give a shout out to your son. <laughs> My son is woo. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not even get into that. Um, yeah, but I was going to say I think it would be fair also to mention that you know for every for every difficult situation, there are also new opportunities just coming yeah, up. So yeah, yeah. people businesses are moving online. People and are finding you know, new ways. Know. Um, you know, the, like, sorry, yeah. you. there's, um, um, what's this thing called? Um, you lesson. Yeah, you, yeah. lesson started setting up, like, last year, launched maybe February, and then there was lockdown, March. Do you understand? Like, what time? What are the chances? If it was Bill Gates, everybody would swear he's Freemason. Yeah. The one who did it. Yeah. Do you understand? So, how do you know that Shagaya and Bill Gates are not friends? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I mean, it's timing, man. Yeah. Some people can be just blessed. How do you know that Bill Gates did not, you know, see Shagaya? Even Shagaya, no, you listen. We still don't find a way to drag him into this vaccine thing. We still found a way to drag him into it. And that's vaccine thing. I pity the guy. Imagine you'll be somewhere in in America, a billionaire, one time the richest man in the world. Then you've spent some, like, ten years later, you spent like half of your wealth on 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 in third world nations on vaccines and reducing maternal mortality, Audio, malaria, all those kinds of things. Then there will be a global pandemic. Then those same Africans will now, now say come yeah, back and say you are the devil. And the generation that benefited. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know yes, yes. That. It's the generation that benefited that you are know the cause. And my my point is like this guy sells or gives vaccines so if indeed he's where is the vaccine now like how but, is he but you know you, to make the money but, from but, but to be fair to people you remember the issue with kano yeah hmm. so people have people that but legit that was, gave people a reason now, to be skeptical when they give uh, infant um and vaccine that made them sterile made them, the children yeah, cannot paralyzed. have children yeah. When it comes out, so you can. That, that's right. So there are instances that have been setting up for. But so that's people that was Pfizer. No, but what I'm saying is that that scenario. No, scenario yeah, okay. gives people. But they will still be taking right. Pfizer drugs. Well, of course. <laughs> so yeah, it's course. like it's just I pity the guy. So so it's safe to move on to the yeah. next one. All right. So you're still listening to the Notorious Podcast. Um, it's all Black Record Studios we're in. And well done. Shout out to Geek. Geek bits. Guy behind the computer. Um, rip. Hmm. Um. <laughs> 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 I, I, it's not funny. Look. It, um, you know how people laugh when they're nervous yeah, or when they're angry. Have you, you don't, you've never met people who laugh when they're angry or when they're I angry. Do, I, I do. Yeah. No, I do. I laugh oh, when wow. I'm angry. Yeah. Like, that's a level of anger that has passed crying mm. and shouting. Mm-hmm. The next and level you just is be... laughter. Yes, you have to laugh first before you start Calm down. Uh, processing that, processing the emotion. Like you have to laugh it out first. So, so I'll start with the good news. The court in Zaria sentenced a certain Shehu Usman Bashir. Uh, I think this was yesterday. Was it yesterday? When was it? The news broke sure. yesterday. Okay, so it was a high court in, in Zaria. Four years. 
Yeah, apparently this case started in 2015. Yeah, I think in March 2015. So, so we're, we're assuming, all things being equal, that it was probably, a, it was probably thoroughly investigated and which for me is very impressive uh he got he got a sentence of death by hanging um of course it's a high court so there's a possibility that he will appeal um but the fact that we even got a judgment in the first place for me i think is is, yes Yes. and in the north this guy too got some sentence i don't remember that guy that kidnapped is a guru or something okay yeah that's that's the one yeah, I heard about the SS story. Yeah. Oh, that, but, but, but that's a good thing. It's, it's a start. But, but it came, how is it that, um, for example, I get accused of being an armed robber and it takes like 10 years to secure a conviction? And sometimes, in, if, it's, if I'm a politician, you can say, okay, he's bribing his way to delay judgment and all that. Sometimes these guys are the average Nigerian or yeah. below average Nigerian and the case will just drag like forever. Why what is have you have you gone to a Nigerian court? No. I remember a journalist that was telling me she used to watch suits mm. and you know she decided that ah they were going to cover stories on court cases mm. and so she begged for that because she wanted to, you know, be that journalist mm-hmm. like in suits and yeah. all. And she was like her first day in court that she even slept off and then she had to like wake up and she's like she had to start pretending. Now our courts are very slow. No. Then there's also the fact that um you know we don't use any technology, so the judge is writing everything that you're saying. So this person yes. So Sly would talk. Week. Sly would talk and then Where's the judge would be like, No, you have to repeat that again. I need to get what you're saying, counsel, and so she would write. But and then they're the supposed person, to have what are those people well, called? Like yeah. a, our laws have not been um, reformed to, you know, um, take on this new, but if new technology if, and if, all. If, if, because now normally you should have now, a recorder for all those things. Now, you can amend the law that will give him pension. Yeah. And, and speed, like, speedily they will pass it. it goes, because that's the legislature you're talking about. Like the legislators are politicians, so of course. It is expected that they're going to do things that will benefit them. them. And so, then the real issues, the real things that are affecting the, so the judge uh, society. Like, yes. The judge writes longhand. Of course. You should attend a session. Because when people are just going, oh, for Nigeria, the judges are corrupt. I feel really sorry for these judges. Yes, maybe they are corrupt ones. But what are they called? But the truth is... Mm-hmm. The people who... I mean, write down at meetings and stuff. People who take notes. Yeah. They're called rapporteurs. But the judge has to record it herself to be sure that nobody's manipulating. Yeah. Do you get so it's, it's just It's just really crazy. The, the laws are old. If you want to fight for street hawking, for example, in Plateau State, before, um, I think it was Lalong that um, domesticated the Child Rights Act. Before that, we were using a 1970-something law. So the, the the penalty for for a child sending a child to hawk on the street, I think, was two hundred naira or five hundred naira. So even when you arrest these children and force their parents to come, you have to try them based on the existing law because you cannot try somebody based on a law that doesn't exist. So you try them, and then a conviction, and then they pay two hundred naira, and then they go home. And tomorrow they are going to double. 
you know, and then set aside your 200 naira because they know you're coming. So they'll set aside your 200 naira. It means nothing. In 1970-something, 200 naira was big money and would scare someone. But now 200 naira is something you spend without noticing that you've taken it out of your account. So we have things like that. And having a governor who is a lawyer, like our expectation was that he's going to push for, you know, legal reforms and all. Lagos State is ahead of Nigeria. Because it's the country. Yeah. If it comes to like yeah, how up to date their laws are, and Fashola and the governors before him, they took like legal reforms seriously, and then these laws that are from colonial times and you know immediately after colonial era, they've been brought to. Modern to modern times and to I think the standards. Vice president also a lawyer was was part of Yes, the exactly. Program. So, but for other states, especially the northern states, from maybe the Niger region all down, they don't see anything wrong with the laws because it's a system that benefits them. Yeah. So you can't fight against the system that benefits you. It's normal, you know. It's the normal way people think. If I'm benefiting from corruption, I'll try to make sure that. That thing stays because that's where I'm earning for. That's where I'm benefiting from, and that's the real issue. So, so bringing it back to rape, though, um, some people would say maybe part of the problem is that we don't have enough women in parliaments. That that it could yeah, hold some. It could hold some. Happen. It could hold some water. But I'm saying the ones that we do have, uh, and and then it brings. I, I like to I, sorry. I like to come from a, a point of. You know, not a point of helplessness. What can I do? I can't control what, what the next person does. What can I do? So I ask myself sometimes, what is our, our advocacy culture like? Especially Plateau State. So I know they had like a march, I think in Abuja, was it today or yesterday? Yeah, or today. Yes, over this rape issue. But today. the question is, as Nigerians generally, but then particularly as Plateau State, what do, what do we want and how can we get it? I think that's the question. How would you rate our advocacy, you know, ability? when it comes to raising issues, whether or not it's rape, but today, of course, we're talking about rape. Mm. Um, just as I said, like, first, we need to advocate for um, legal reforms. The laws are old. The laws hold no appeal anymore. They're not um, stopping people from getting involved in sexual assault and sexual violence. So we need to start from there. But... Seeing as that would take a long time and we need to do a lot of convincing, you know, of our various uh, representatives in the House of Assembly, the immediate advocacy, which is what I and some other people work on, is to discuss these issues, create a consciousness around these issues, especially when it comes to um, discussing sex and calling sexual organs by their names at homes, in churches, in schools. Because if we keep treating sex as something that shouldn't be, you know, discussed, as something that should be kept in secret, then we bring up children that are even afraid to tell us that they have been molested. Where We bring up children that cannot even refer to their sexual organ. Personally, I don't trust an adult that cannot say penis. I don't trust an adult that cannot say vagina because... At this age, we're not trying to keep these things in the closet. We're, we're trying to have honest conversations. Honest conversations. And then, as much as possible, we should, you know, um, conscientize our children to know when a touch is affectionate and when it is sexual. Mm-hmm. And you have um, 
uncles or aunties in the environment that you allow your children to go to and they're saying, oh, you're my wife, you're my husband, and they're saying it in front of the mother and the and child okay. can see that the mother is okay mm-hmm. with them calling. And then next thing they know that, okay, uh, wife and husband, they go to the bedroom and then he carries your child to the bedroom. And you know these things. And so these are the things that we've come to live with and we think are normal, but they're not. Children should be aware that sexual violence is a real thing. And so that they can shout, so that they can talk, they can tell you when they're uncomfortable around a certain uncle. And we must learn to believe them. If we start with our children, then by the time they're our age, you know, there's more awareness surrounding the issues. Our own generation, maybe our parents did not really do well for us. Maybe they have failed us, you know, by raising us not to be able to have this conversation but we must but not repeat this mm. yeah we must not repeat this with our children we must change the narrative yeah. we to, must change the narrative point like a lot of us can't sit down with our fathers and have that conversation right now so yeah like, talk about sex talk yeah. about some certain issues as grown up as we think we are we still can't have those certain conversations and that's why we should not allow this um this trend to pass down to our children. Yeah. And while you're talking about parents believing their children, I have a friend. She told me several that she was molested growing up. And anytime she goes and tells her mom that these are the people molesting her, the mother was say no, that it's not possible for so 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 and so over your child to you molest you. And that, that, that there was a time so one of her neighbors came to the house to buy something. And then before the guy left, he now tackled her their kids and put her on the floor, pinned her down and tried to rape her and that because she was already aware of how dangerous her environment was she became violent as a person also so the guy couldn't have his weight yeah. you get so she fought him fought him fought him and when the guy realized he could not have his weight he left she went back and told her mom the same um, stuff and then the mom was like it's not possible for that why is she always trying to accuse people of and now this kind of person will never want to go back to her mom of course not and then but it's very important for someone like that who has had that experience to listen to her child. Victim blaming, unfortunately, victim blaming is a culture that we have come to be comfortable with as a people and it is really terrible because it prevents people who have been exposed to these situations from coming forward, from telling their stories. You see this every day or almost every day on Twitter. Someone is called out and you still find people amongst us that are Saying, oh, you're a liar. After all, you wore mini skirts. When, yeah, why didn't you shout? Oh, why were you drinking? You're an indecent girl. You deserve to be raped. So we have come to blame victims rather than, you know, call out rapists and, you know, show them that we do not reinforce this bad behavior. And once a rapist is comfortable with an environment where he's protected instead of um, held accountable for his actions, then these things will repeat. Once he's done it to one person and you side with him and you say, ah, but she wore mini skirt, she was drinking, she definitely wanted it, she didn't shout and all. And then he's like, okay, these people are cool with me. And then another thing that I'm happy with is the fact that um, men, guys now, are beginning to call out their own friends that have rapey tendencies in quotes. Now, we we all have come to an age where people are beginning to say, oh, bro code doesn't involve, you know, shielding a rapist. And so 
the generations after us will come and see that okay there's an extent to bro code then there's also something else that i'm happy we're breaking the trend of is this tapping of currents and all that like when men last time i heard that so you you see like it's okay at a party you try to go to a girl who is clearly you know intoxicated or she's tipsy and all and then you grab her you grope her breast and her botox and all that and it's cool your friends are hailing you as sharp guy you know you have identified the targets and you have secured your goal yeah like we're objectifying women now we're objectifying women and it has lingered for so long that we have started objectifying children too because i don't know why you're ripping a two-year-old on Tuesday last week, on Tuesday last week, let's not go far. Arukuba Road, wow. a three-year-old okay. girl was raped. I saw your tweet. About you saw my tweet yeah. about it, and it's so painful when I get involved in these cases, and you're trying to get justice, and the family is telling you, "Let God just fight for us, please, man." So, so that, so that brings report. me to a question I wanted to ask. Yeah. So, sometime last year, late last year, something happened next to my house. Um, there's a compound, you know, people live in compounds. Yeah. So the landlord's son apparently teaches, you know, the neighbors, the guy who owns the shop outside the, the house, teaches his children sometimes, helps them with their assignments or whatever it is. This girl is, if you see her, she's she's like this, like small, frail. She's probably like not more than seven years old, but if you see her, you won't believe she's seven because that's how small she is. Mom, her mom wakes up one morning and notices this girl was acting weird and being withdrawn and so she found a way to call her and ask her what's up so the girl now tells her this is what that uncle did so naturally and which is why I think it's important that men are a part of this conversation because at the end of the day very often it's the man that makes the decision so naturally the woman tells her husband see what this girl said and they carried the case so at some point took the guy to a police station I think he spent a night or two they went and bailed him um, I was so upset about it because these these are not these are people that I see every day. If I go, if I come out of my house, I'm very likely to see to see the girl or see her mom or see see her dad. So I went to him and I said, while they were having the case, and I said, look, I I know people who can pro bono free who can help you take this case up. And he said, okay. Should I send the number? Okay. He said, okay. Me, I already heard that people were begging. I'd already started going and begging. They should just take it easy. They should just, you know, it's one of those things. And uh... so I called. I asked my friend, the lawyer, whose number, whose number I, I had given. Has he called you till to, till today? So let, I, I was like, let him not look as if it, it was personal. I said, let him not look as if I carry it for head. But I did. I, I really felt like I wanted to carry it on my head because what happens when things like that happen is you are reminded. Right, so you're like, so this this shit is still right on the. I think it got to that point where it should be everybody's business. If if you saw my yeah. tweet on everybody. Tuesday, yeah. Last week. So but me, me I'm even asking also. the question. Do you think it might be helpful if, for instance, in this case, it's not an issue of money? Do you think it might be helpful to be able to criminalize not taking action or it's, 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 it's already a criminal for the parents? I'm not even talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about crime, the child's parents. The crime now is against the state. It's against the state because yeah. we're working on the same rape case. In Bermuda State, where there was a time we were doing the human rights um, campaign, and we we narrowed it down to rape cases. So we're now uh, handling a case in Bermuda State that gone up to the peak. You get, and then 
if girl's family will now come and be like the reputation of their family yeah. stay, exactly that they, can, they don't want people to start looking at their family as a family that is tackling rape cases doing these, these those ones are even sensible let me tell you what happened to me i was handling the case of a two-year-old that was raped sometime last year um she went with her mom of course she was too so her mom was in this organization of women somebody that who has only just learned all. how to walk yeah so the mom and you know her committee of prayer women went to take like a group picture i think it's an annual thing they do and so while they had already been set up to take the picture the girl wanted to pee and because the photographer had you know gotten tired of mm. their movement and all he's like i want to take this picture so she, the mom asked the photographer, "Do you can any of your staff just take her to the toilet?" And so he calls one of the boys. He's a two-year-old. You don't expect that a two-year-old will get raped. Like, yeah. Are we going to get to that level where if you greet my daughter, I should be worried? Be worried. Do you get? So he calls one of his assistants and he says, "Please take her out to pee." And then the girl comes back with sweets, chewing gum, and all. She had been silenced with those things. She had been raped. So, you know, he brought her back and then the mom went straight home. So, bath her in the evening and there was blood and tears and everywhere. And they belonged to, you know, the level of maybe not so rich and all that. And the mom didn't even have any money on her to take the girl to the hospital. The dad had traveled. So, she was forced to go to the next chemist and they gave the girl Panadol just to... You know, they didn't, no test, no HIV, nothing, no going to the hospital. And so she shared the story with one of the women, you know, from her prayer group. And then the woman reached out to me. And the next day I went to see them and we started, I took the girl to the hospital, you know, we did the whole thing. Went to the police station, we reported. And at the police station, can you imagine that? Police officers even make it harder for victims. Because... The policemen there were saying, if now my if you you be my wife, then rape my daughter. Waiting I go do you. They were telling the mother. Do you get like this woman is already dealing with her child being defiled, and then you're here blaming her for it and all. Like, should I suspect every man? Yeah, but get? people like that generally so tend we get to, to that point. Uh-huh. And then we, we we you know we go through the process. I get a lawyer who is willing to do it. Um, pro bono because I don't practice I don't practice law, I work in a government organization so I can't practice um, I get a lawyer who is willing to do that, I get you know, counselors who are re- ready to take the counseling aspect of it I set up everything and then the next thing is, the girl's father is calling calling me while I'm in the office I'm like, okay, I'm coming I'm in the office, when I get to town I'll let you know and he shows up with the rapist and his family members and escorts and they came to beg me apparently they begged him but he was like eh, but there's this woman that's already taken up i don't know how to tell her so you should please just come and follow me let's go and beg her together the girl's father i'm not joking the girl's father so he shows up with them and he's like eh, this is the woman i was telling you about and then they just all start begging me it is already a criminal it is already a criminal action but when you have a nigerian police force that is blaming the victim for their rape how do you want them to go ahead with a case like that if at the police station i have to be telling the policeman that this is unprofessional you can't be saying such things to someone who has brought a complaint so how then do you expect 
a policeman who has already seen that the family is not willing to even go on with the case and he's trying to have spare time for himself you want him to to insist on going ahead with that case and then the police are like okay now family don't say they know they talk it means nami go force them to testify and carry they go now you don't do like that and it ended like that and it ended like that then the one of tuesday is that almost two hours? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> then the one of Tuesday last week, I get in touch with the family. I talk to the mother. I let her know that even if you don't want to pursue a criminal case against this person, this girl has been exposed. She needs uh, to go to the hospital, get screened. She needs uh, post-exposure prophylaxis administered and all those things. And I'm like, I'm paying the bill, so please just go. I contact doctors and for her to just go, because I have a two-month-old baby, so I can't go with you to the hospital. Um, I have, you know, my own commitments and all. I give you money. I'm getting in touch with you at every point. You tell me, okay, you are Terminus. I'm like, okay, please take a bus from Terminus to Jute. I've spoken to someone. You'll meet them. Once you get there, if you can't explain yourself, please call me. I'll explain on the phone and all. And then I keep calling this one. She's not picking I keep calling her, she's not picking. At 5.30, I get through to her, she picks. I said, ah, you didn't call me now when you go to the hospital. What happened? Can you let me know what happened? She said she got to Terminus and she realized that ah, she doesn't want to get missing when she gets to Jude. So she just went home. With the money you've given her for her child's health. But you know, and then that's yeah. not that's not where it goes, you know, worse. And then she says, okay, um, you know, Seth, I did not take permission from my husband to take the girl to the hospital. If I can't go hospital, we can't fight and call. So I want to wait. When he comes, if he says it's okay for me to take the girl to the hospital, mm-hmm. then I'll take her tomorrow. And then, okay, it's tomorrow. As the parent, you're the one that is supposed to be concerned about your child's safety, right? But I'm the one calling you the next day. And she's like, no, my husband said if we go to the hospital, they'll go ask questions, then go call police. So we could just leave her. God will fight for us. Yeah, so these are the things that I, I these are the things that I deal with. These are the things that I deal with. And so to tell you that it's not just the rapist already has a conducive environment mm-hmm. to, thrive. to thrive. The laws are faulty. The prosecutors are faulty in their you know conduct. Again, culture, the makes, culture it makes it convenient. Sorry. What about um Oh, there's one that Human Rights Commission was handling last last year. The father had raped three of his daughters. He was raping three of his daughters. The mother reported it to the police and because of that, he sent her packing and stayed with the girls. And then they were trying to get the girls away from him while still pursuing a case against, you know, him and all. So we have all sorts of sick things that happen. You bring your brother to stay with your children. Your brother is raping your daughter. But because your daughter can see how close you are with your brother, she can't walk up to you. We need to get our children to be comfortable with us. Once you touch my son, he'll tell you bomb bomb is not for playing. (laughs) Yes, because he knows that area. Don't play with my bomb bomb. Don't touch my bomb bomb. My mommy said bomb bomb is not for... And he will shout. Because once you... Yeah, he will disgrace you. He will shout. You will even feel really uncomfortable. And I have people that tell me, why will you make him, you know, he will make adults uncomfortable. I'm like, if you know you're going to be uncomfortable, don't even touch his bomb bomb. Bomb bomb is really not for playing. I told, my son will tell you bomb bomb is not for playing because he's three, 
And I have to get him to a level of consciousness where he knows that people actually try to play with your bumble. Because that's what they tell children. I just want to play with you. That's the best way to play with you. Bumble is not for playing. Okay, so just because I noticed that we're almost out of time. And that's why I'm I'm more than willing to join anybody on their campaign against gender-based violence, especially sexual violence. Let me share a story. I used to work with this woman. She worked with she was actually our MIE person. And then she was sharing the story of her housemate who was 9 or 11 at the time. Who She noticed very strange behaviors around the girl. So she now called the girl one day and spoke to the girl because she brought the girl. A maid at a nine, maid. that was 9 years nine old. 11, yeah. Yeah, That's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know? okay. So she was saying how, um, would I call her a maid? She just took the girl to. Semantics, okay. But we already know how it is here. Yeah. So, but nine um, years old. She now called. Yeah. That, that's not even it's where. Common. The girl now. She now called the girl and then she noticed strange behaviors and then she called the girl and sat the girl down. You know, there's a way you talk to children and they now they trust you. And then she was now saying how when she was in Benway, um, I think she was in an IDP camp also. And then you know that soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then people around it are pack boys and they take advantage of these IDP, those girls, they yeah. love because they just give them food. Yeah, one sachet into me, 20 naira, 15 naira, 100 naira, cause of hunger. And then she was now sexually molested by one of those people around. And that it became an, a reoccurring thing. Now, the girl now said it got to a point where she now became addicted to sex yeah. at that age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get that? So that she can't sleep at night mm-hmm. if. She doesn't. Yeah, someone doesn't have sex with her. So that's what the woman noticed. I think I was always restless at night. And the woman now said, see, she has children in this house, boys. Mm-hmm. And all her children are boys. And that she doesn't want this girl now to, to prey on her sons. And funny enough, she now took the girl to the hospital and they now checked the girl. The girl was HIV positive. And the woman was like, okay, her sons are not safe. So she has to take the girl back. So she took the girl back to Benway because she was like, she'll pay for her schooling. To pay for making sure that the girl is always going to the hospital to get drugs and all of that. So you see how there is a psychological effect. So you're not you're raping someone. It doesn't just end at the physical damage yeah, you've done to that person. It goes down all the way to their mental state. How do you explain how a child that nine or eleven is already addicted to sex? She can't sleep if she doesn't have sex. Then she now has to battle with the rest of her life with a disease that has that she didn't. no cure. Yeah, you get so and 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 I heard there's something called. I think it's, that's what it's called hypersexuality. Hypersexuality yeah, happened to her. Then there are people who become who become. Um, then it's like too who abuse, who abuse them. Yeah. I also have a friend who told me that the first Stockholm person who home 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 that, exactly that's what it's called Stockholm syndrome. That if her first boyfriend raped her and then she became obsessed. You get and that she couldn't just stop being with the guy. Anymore. So it happens to people. Which is why people ask you questions like, oh, you didn't enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I honestly, it has got to that point where we as men need to understand. Do better. Yeah, we have sisters, we have mothers, and we're going to have daughters. You get, and then if we can do this to other people's children, you get, let's begin to imagine what it would be like for your sister to come home, or your wife, or your mother, and tell you that you're a bit. 
It's something you can't you can just kill from. I, I think it makes it easier for us to deal with it because I, I certainly believe that men have, whether we like it or not, at this point, men are a huge factor in dealing with it. If you're going to change laws, yeah. most of the legislators are men. If you're going to talk, talk about doing it in a household, like in the case with the girl Shall near my house, yeah. decision making is the man. Even so the girl I just told you is, about, like, it's, it's, at the end of the day, still your, comes back your husband to the man. said, you know, mm. so... I mean, I'm happy that more men seem to be interested. I'm really hoping that it's not going to be another one of those Twitter trends because people are tired of lockdown and looking for something to do, right? I really hope it's a conversation that continues and that we find, you know, new ways of, of shouting it until somebody actually hears and does so. Because the truth is, the only solution I see to this thing is there has to be something to deter people from know that if this happens, you're going to pay and you're going to pay hard. Exactly. So it's. It, I, I think that's the only thing. So at some point, we're going to have to step it up from family circles, which is great to do in family circles. But then we're going to have to step it up and find a way to get legislators. So I, I, I've, I'm sure if I asked every single person in this room, you have at least one case that's close to you that you've heard. Oh, this is what happened to somebody who, somebody you know, not somebody that somebody told you. At least one case, you know. And I ask myself, how does it make a, how does it make you feel if, if you're a male? I know how it makes me feel. I'm female. Been there. Do you know? So, I mean, I know how I feel. I feel pained. And then I'm like, you know, this, like I said, this nonsense is still happening. But for a guy, I, I'm, I'm like, I, maybe I should, maybe I should ask the guys, how do you feel when you hear, when you hear that stuff like that has happened? You feel helpless or you feel angry or you feel, how does it make you feel? Uncomfortable? You'd rather not talk about it or, you know, it's touching you? I think, I think we've got to that point where, where rather not talking about it is not even an option. Everybody has to talk about it. And if you're not talking about it, you can't sit on the fence. Yeah. There's no fence. There's no fence for you. Exactly. There's no fence for you to sit on. Because it's something you hear and then you cringe. For me, I have six sisters. You get. And then I, I, I just always imagine. But I, I honestly speaking, yeah, if my sisters or any of my sisters comes home and tells me that someone did something on tour yeah. towards her, yeah. I know how I'm going to react. Yeah. I know what I'm capable of doing. So I, I, I would just imagine that someone else's family is coming at me yeah. that way. You get. So I think it's time for people to have that consciousness. Like you said, if these laws are not amended, if people are, don't feel like if I do something, I'm protected. You get, and if we as guys can say, okay, see, guy, me and your guy, what if you do this thing? I will, I will cast you. But where, where, where do we start from? Yeah, I think that's that's a real question at the end of the day. Yeah, like, like massive sensitization is just okay, the, the like, place there should be capital like punishment. I was, telling, I was telling you when I when I came when yeah. I came in, like I see a lot of very young, very young promising guys around my neighborhood. Some of them like was on like seeing and they move around. I was going to my house one evening and then I heard some boys walking down and they were now talking about how they were they are unabashed about their bad boy ways. You get and then I'm like, if these guys are comfortable saying these things, you get they'll be comfortable objectifying women. They'll be they'll be comfortable doing things that we are rather unimaginable. Why shouldn't we just let's bring these guys together? Let's create a platform for them and then we'll sit down and talk to them. There's a place reward people who, yeah, who exactly. consciously there, there is, there's a place where you go to play football and you go there you find like 30, 40, 50 of them so we're like okay one morning we can take a whole weekend maybe Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday you get and like sit down with these people it, it's not something that we can end in one year you know, you you know, get, it's the gradual process you know. you know when I was growing up in the opposite Hillcrest there's one house that is now Plateau yeah. United yeah, yeah. 
We used to go for Bible study there. It was called Awana. So we had like um, high vis vests, and they would give you badges. Like we had, we had um, booklets of memory verses you had to learn. Then when you finish um, the memory verse, it like yeah, it was like lessons. Yeah. You explain it so your the teacher can just tell you what is John three sixteen. You mm-hmm. what is this? What so you had to know it. And then okay, and what did you learn today? And then we finish all these things in like twenty minutes, and then you spend the remaining one hour forty minutes playing. Playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there are lessons, or sometimes they play a movie from you. Ah, this man is a bad man. Oh, don't do this. Don't do that. And you know those those kind of things. But now everybody's children stay at home. Yeah. From school is left for Yitkim and her son and her daughter. And then tomorrow again back to school. After that, you probably they have cousins or family yeah. friends that you can take them to. And you know, there's no we have community. to make a conscious yeah. effort. But the ugly thing about this is it's happening people. everywhere. It's happening in the church. It's happening in the house. It's happening. That's in why the conversation should be everywhere. As I hospitals. said earlier, yeah. sex education should be at home, in school, church. in church, and everywhere else. I mean, God forgive me, and but because pastors else. are also on Everybody this table. Now. That's what I'm saying. And everywhere else, because I have I have Muslim friends that told me when they go for Islamia, mm. the malam. Will bring out his penis and everybody will put their mouth for some minutes and then the next one will take over. Like these are people that I know. They told me their stories. In so so Do you get? So it means that, and they can't go back home and tell their parents because that's where they're supposed to be learning morals. That's where they're supposed to be learning morals. So if they tell their 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 parents they are not going for Islamia, you understand? Because they think they just don't want to go for Islamia to learn the word of God. They don't know that there's something else. So if your child expresses concern about a certain situation, please pay attention. Try to find out what exactly is conversation. What exactly is happening? Why don't you want to go? But don't even assume. Because the first assumption is if I don't want to go for Sunday school, is because I don't I'm the devil's child. I don't want to learn the word of God. Sit them down and listen. Why don't you want to go? Why do there's no way we're rounding up this conversation without talking about popular people who have been dragged into this thing? Yeah, um, is it when we were growing up, like when we were kids? Yeah, I want to understand the trend was rape this, yes, it was probably. No, it's not probably. Yes, they are what I was saying. Yes, it was. It's just that people were not reporting. It's just that people were not reporting. I was born in Dogondusi. Um, in a government quarters, you know, this upstairs yeah. building that you have. So, of course, we had neighbors, then um, settlers, and people who were like villagers from mm-hmm. those places that had not been displaced by the constructions and all. And I remember one time, um, one of the girls, they found out one of the boys in the area was sexually assaulting her. And it's like she had become addicted to sneaking out of her house to go there. And the parents were monitoring her. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember her dragging me into the whole mix and my parents panicking because they thought that I had also been molested as well. And on account of that, we packed from that area. Like, my father doesn't take those things, even insinuation of those things, as a joke. It doesn't mean that we sit down and have sexual conversations with my father do you understand? But you know your father. But if he hears those kind of things, even within the environment, you are moving. Do you understand? Because I remember her saying, she told her parents that I escorted her. 
that it was me and her that went there and truthfully i was not even there so i <laughs> even know and then they dragged me as witness and i cried my life out because she was insisting and i know i didn't go anywhere with her and my father was like okay so Ms. i've been Rivers following company. no i've been following her to those places do you understand and on account of that my dad was like no we're changing location location we've never sat down to discuss that but now that i'm older i now understand why my dad panicked at that story the way he did do you get so we need to pay attention to what is happening to our children i'm emphasizing on children because at our age now a lot of us have formed our characters a lot of us would have it really difficult on learning certain things but we must not repeat the same mistake with our children I so am very emphatic. Any child you see, the child should know. Bombombe is not for play. Whether it's your niece, your whether it's children in the environment, tell them bombom is not for playing. If somebody touches your bombom, shouts. That's what I tell myself. Shouts. Do you understand? And that gives him problem with my help because when she wants to bat him and she wants to wash his bombom, he say bombom is not for playing. I say no, just allow Auntie Rita. Just allow her. She can touch your bottom. She can clean it. She's doing it with pure intention. But it's better for them to raise alarm when nothing is really yeah. happening exactly. than for be them quiet. to be quiet when they are getting molested. If that's the only thing you take home today, please, bottom is not for playing. <laughs> okay, so we, so that we don't make geeks work any harder than it already is. Uh, rounding off with the conversation about popular people who have been dragged in Twitter you, speak. Debanch. I saw the tweets. No, no the, 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 for, for 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 the banch allegations, mm-hmm. left, right, and center. We but can't say for a fact. That that's a problem. Weird. Yeah, I saw the tweets, and, and I, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, please tell me. Did you see statement yesterday? Yeah, but no, no. He just tweeted to say there was nothing like that. Ignorance of the law. He started deleting them now. He doesn't know that it's Twitter. How people scream? Grab there. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, did he, like, what did he do? What did he do? He said, um, anybody, anybody doing something worthy of note is not But you know, but you know the, the interesting thing, particularly about Peruzzi's tweets. They were talking about tweets from years ago when he wasn't popular. Yeah. He never thought one day yeah. Twitter would happen, yeah. right? And, and it's funny because. Those tweets were there up until this yeah. shouting mm-hmm. up. Even when they were, we started, started the uh, hashtags for uh, trending rape issues, he didn't see the need until somebody probably pulled one out. He probably mm-hmm. forgot yeah. he had yeah. said, he said, said something back then. Like, you know, every action, especially on social media, is very, very, very important. We tweet and you never really delete it because oh no, this you, oh god, god forbid, never, please, this you will find. And then I think, I think. Part of the reasons why a lot of people will be accused of rape and then nothing will be done is because they will tell you there is no proof. It's difficult to it's prove. Difficult. I was talking to a lawyer. It is. It is he difficult. Was, he was, he was telling him that it's, it's almost that if that rape is something that is very, very, very difficult to prove, and then if you do not have, and that's why people come out and say, "Oh, if you accuse me of rape, I sue you." You get, and that's the defense. You get because if you come and say. Mr. A raped me. You get, and you don't have proof, even if he raped you. And that's where I would like to like let, let's get clarity on that because we've seen cases where people are saying, okay, um, this person was accused of rape, and then people are now coming and saying, oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't you. Um, we were, we're tra- How do people? 
Can someone get sued for defaming someone's character? Of course. You can get sued for defamation of character. That's why um, for you to pursue a case of rape, it is always advisable that you document some of these things. Like, yes, you don't want to go ahead with a police, maybe a court case at that time. You're not feeling that you should pursue a case. But it is important for you to report the case to the police. Let that report what's the be there. from the period of rape? This is our dirty police Sorry? What's the, what's the time, what, what, uh, time frame mm-hmm. from the period of rape? Because someone was saying if you don't report it after 24 or 48 hours, you can't prove. Because you would have bath. Yeah. And so any semen or yeah. hair from the person that can be mm-hmm. matched and all those things would have been washed up. If you... Truly want to pursue a case of rape, you must take every step right. You would report to the police mm. when it happens. The police may accompany you to a government hospital. That's what the law says. So not even a private hospital. A government hospital. You go to a government hospital. You get examined because it is a rape now. The doctor is documenting you know, what he has observed. Because the police um, report is evidence for you. The, what do you call it? The, yes, the report from medical reports is evidence for you. Also, the accounts of people who saw you after it happened or saw you around the time it happened, people who can place you with that person at a particular time frame, all those things will come into account because witness statements and all that. So if you know that you intend to pursue a case, But for me now, because I see how people don't even want court cases, I just tell them, please, make sure that your health, go to a hospital, and then make sure that psychologically you're taking care of yourself. But those things come in handy, even if you don't. That's those reports. They come in handy even if you don't. Because if you call the person out later, and they want to, you have evidence. Do you understand? Semen was, you know, bruising and all that. And then... It is expected that, okay, when it happens, the police should pick the person up and get samples from him. Do you understand? If there's some hair residue or what, thank God for technology is getting better now. And I believe that eventually we'll amend our evidence act to accommodate all these things. And then we'll be able to carry out maybe a DNA test and all that. And it will place the person at that time. And even if in a civil suit, defamation is not easy to prove. Mm. So all that, I'll sue you, I'll sue you. Me, that's why I challenge people on Twitter. If I put out something, I've done my findings, I know that I'm correct, please sue me. Yeah. In so, fact, I, I'm the one giving you the so, so, please sue so, me. So, uh, if, if, let's, let's assume that a case happened past 24, 48 hours, and then you've showered, you can't, you don't have a police report, you have a medical report, it's just a word against the somebody. Person. Do you still think people should come out to speak at the yes. expense of being sued? Yes, they should. They should. They should come out and speak their truth. Because in the end, it's your word against your my healing. own. It's also your So even you if you, to, you, even to, if you, you sue me, like there's no guarantee that you're going to win the case. Yeah. Suing me is no threat. Like, let's go and battle it in court. Yeah. Do you get? So you to have a lot to prove when you because, sue me. Because a lot of guys are banking on there's no evidence. So if you come at yeah. me, I'll come at you. The rapist, you. which is why people also need to know what to you. do as soon as they hear that something like that has yeah. happened. So and that's why I, I, I actually yeah. say, like, we need enough platforms talking about what people should, should do, do immediately, after, immediately after rape or cause. 
And then I also, also think that we should have one whole session, yeah. one whole session for consent. We need to teach people what consent is. I have a friend that called me sometime back. He was in Abuja, and then the way he sounded like okay, maybe he was with a girl, and he wasn't quite sure how to proceed based on the situation. And I told him, if you have any doubts, don't go on. If you have any doubts, if you have any doubts, and that's what I tell all men. And maybe that's what you should tell all your friends too. When in doubt, please don't have sex with her. When in doubt. Because first, it has to be affirmative. She should say yes with her mouth. And then her actions indicate. If she's saying yes and you're getting vibes from her body that it's a no, please stop. If she's saying no and you're getting a vibe from her body that it's yes, please she's already said stop. No. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Because, yes, because there's coercion mm. to get the yes. Mm. She's probably feeling that she's in danger or yeah, what. So there are yes. so many things surrounding consent. So sometimes the person says yes, but they are afraid. Then there's also the position is he my boss and his staff? I know I'm going to lose my work. So there's also that vulnerability. Maybe you're her uncle and all. So she feels that if she says no, there will be more consequences. Once you're in doubt, please don't proceed. Don't have sex with her because it will be rape. I also think people make the mistake of thinking that because she was wet, she wanted it or yeah. she wanted to have sex. No, a woman being wet is just a normal biological way of the body saying, you know, protecting her. Because if you're, if you're, if there's penetration and you're not ready for it and you're dry, chances are you're going to get bruises, you're going to get tears. So it's just your body's natural way of okay. Ah, this something is invading, and you know, I know you need, I need to protect your vagina. It's really just that, you know. So, so so people telling me, oh, but she was wet, she must have liked it. (laughs) (laughs) No words. so yeah, if if I have your permission to um, end this, yes, so that Geek doesn't. Maybe we should have another session. <laughs> Geek will swear but, yeah, we've not even we've not even spoken about how this affects the celebrities. Oh yeah, forward. okay, yeah, we're sure. Yeah, that's, why I'm saying their, I, that's why I'm saying. That's I'm saying. If I have your permission, I mean, if there are any final thoughts, because that me, would be a great. Personally, time. I keep saying this. There are a lot of celebrities I don't follow. You get if I have to publish their songs, if I have to do other things personally for them. Maybe they paid for it. I'll do it as business. But me, if you talk nonsense, I'll follow you. I'll block you. If I probably have your music, I will delete it from my... No, I'm Another thing that we should do as a society... No, that's what I'm saying. No, I'm saying it. I'm saying it because... I'm just saying. I still listen to no, Akeli. What, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, if, if, they, if, they, if they understand... They, they grab they yeah, of what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pay a ticket for your concert. That's, exactly. that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just listing a, a, yeah. a couple of things you can do. To show you can stop patronizing yeah, businesses. Stop patronizing them. Yeah. Even if they are apologists, I was yeah. saying something about one of these plateau artists that has been shouting on Facebook that if she wears uh, uh, revealing clothes, that means she has raped the man before he rapes her. I don't know if somebody saw that post. I was really offended yesterday. I don't want to call his name because we're recording, but I'll tell you for after. I, I don't want to, you know, carry out a smear campaign about people, but I feel that even if you don't know, you should be teachable. You should be teachable. Now, what I do is I unfollow you, I block you. Only God knows how many people have blocked since the Fato Imbu issue. <laughs> I unfollow, I block, I don't patronize your business. Yes, maybe it's just too narrow I'm taking away from your business. But for me, that gives me joy. That is not my money that you're getting. Mm -hmm. So if society begins to, 
you know, if you see your friend talking to somebody that you know is a rapist and you call her me, I will tell her in front of you, Seth. Mm-hmm. I'll say, ah, you're moving around with this rapist. <laughs> because, yeah, as in we need to learn to make them very uncomfortable, uncomfortable. so that they'll know that hey, these things have consequences. If you know that I'm going to see you in Terminus and shall see that rapist. Stay away from him. You're probably not doing <laughs> Maybe I'm, I'm a troublemaker, but that's how I am. Anybody that knows me knows that you just beat me last, it last, but I'm still Yeah, of course, but it's necessary. May create it's necessary. an unconducive environment for rapists and rape apologists. But we should also be hard on people apologies. who force They are the, they are the only yeah, ones worse than rape We should also be hard on people who force... If it's proven that it's a false accusation, we should be just as hard, hard yes, on, on, on people who falsely yes. accuse people of because rape. Because that's so that you're making it... Because you're yeah. spoiling it for people who have real cases. One time like that. Yeah. You get kind of... And you know that this is a period where we're talking about rape. And you know if you accuse me, it's going to draw attention. Then you can just... Yeah, so we make it uncomfortable for rapists, rape apologists... And people who falsely accuse, accuse others of rape. Yeah. Any other thoughts? If you say other thoughts, eh, you, you, well, you, you, you can go for years. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'll just say that maybe another session, we should discuss maybe consent and go into details of okay. some of these things. Okay. It would, it would be nice yeah. because I feel a lot of people don't know what consent yeah. is and some are confused people about it. Kids, yeah. All right, so you've been listening to episode... That was episode 11 of the (laughs) Notorious podcast um, here in all Black Record Studios. Say thank you to everyone. Idoko, Razak, Abdul, Yitkim, Sly, and the Geek. (laughs) Well done. Um, I am Christy. It's been really nice talking with everyone. Thank you for watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. You, you guys are not nice. You are guests and now you made the person host. That's why it's not the right part. Can you imagine? Don't let things... But yeah, it's been fun. And stay yeah. safe. We need you guys. Stay but... clean. Yeah. And wash your hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, have a great day. Not, 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 not,